Yo! Stop your grinning and drop your linen. Found them. They're alive? Unknown. It looks like all of them. Over at the processing station. Sub-level three, under the main cooling towers. Looks like a goddamn town meeting. Let's saddle up, eh, Palm? Aye, sir. This is Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast. Welcome to Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast. This is episode 62. Uh, I am your host, J.M. Prater, and this is our maybe third official roundtable that we've conducted since we started them. Um, and this is... Uh, kind of a reset to our show. Uh, we kind of have some uh, announcements and some news and a lot of discussion that we're going to be having. Uh, new to our team is Patrick Green. Uh, what up? And Woo-hoo. Patrick, uh, I met Patrick through casting Proximity, which we're still working on and uh, we're still rehearsing and we're going to try and get that out soon, hopefully. Um, so just for everyone who doesn't know Patrick, we've had him on the show before. Uh, Patrick, just give us a little bit of your background. Yeah, you got it, man. So I, uh, I'm a musician. I, I'm a composer and a singer and some other things too. And, uh, I've been a huge, huge alien obsessive for basically my entire life, starting when I was like seven, um, which is, it seems to be kind of an age where a lot of people who I've connected with online, um, in this community sort of got into it. And I don't know, I don't know what the hell was wrong with our parents, but we, we all started watching these fucking movies as kids. Um, and, uh, so yeah, so it's been, it's been amazing. And my, and my journey to this moment, um, has largely been up until discovering the, some of the social media platforms for this franchise, kind of a solitary one. Cause it's like, you know, I've, I've loved this, uh, franchise so deeply and so personally for such a long time. And I kind of always assumed that there were people out there who were like I was in that regard, but I just had never come across any of them. And so, um, so connecting with you guys and connecting with other friends that I met on um, social media around this has been a, a really, really wonderful, um, edifying and uh, solidifying experience for me as a fan and just as a person. It's been a really, really cool thing. And um, yeah, I, I, I so so yeah, I met I met Jamie through um, proximity, which is super cool and which uh, we released a little teaser for, which I hope you had a chance to hear. Um, it's coming along and, uh, we noticed that we were having all these extended conversations after rehearsals and he was like, you know, why don't you come on and, um, you know, we'll like talk about covenant a little bit. And, uh, and it was just one of those experiences that like, I'll never forget. It was a chance to engage with somebody who really knew what he was talking about and had a very different opinion from mine, but was willing to listen and willing to learn and brought out that in me too. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, uh, I came away from that experience totally like, this is a fucking amazing fandom that we have and we care so deeply and so passionately about these things and we come at it from such different angles and there is nothing more like responsible and more beautiful as a fan of the alien franchise than um, connecting and having a dialogue. And so, so hopefully I'll help in some small way to bring that to this podcast and then in, a, in another small way to bring that um, through you guys and through this show to fandom um, at large a little bit. Yeah, awesome. I'm excited. Well said, man. Well said. Yeah. Thanks. Um, so I, th- I guess kind of the next on the agenda is just to kind of let everybody know, uh, first and foremost, that uh, the well, the Perfect Organism podcast is kind of branching off into its own thing. Um, for a long time, we've been affiliated. We, were, we, we, we used to be affiliated with Sci-Fi, um, and then we kind of broke away from them, feeling like, hey, we kind of – 
we're getting more popular and but we really had a long-term affiliation with the Wayland Utani Bulletin which is a great group mm-hmm. um and uh really uh, I attribute a lot of our success to kind of that connection and talking with them uh but it got to a place where we f- kind of thought let's you know actually through a lot of people discussing a lot of you guys really saying hey let's do our own thing and uh Really, that was something that I needed um, to kind of as a reset, as kind of a pivoting away, pivoting and pivoting back to kind of what we're doing and um, building better worlds. And, 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 you know, for lack of better terms, um, that we Mm -hmm. can really do our own thing. So we decided kind of all of us and it was kind of saying, hey, Jamie, let's do it. So uh, we are not affiliated with the Wayland Utani Bulletin anymore. We started our own discussion group called Building Better Worlds, um, and it's got a ton of members already i mean just all the time all day long mm-hmm. um i just heard someone's notification maybe that was someone else um <laughs> uh, and i just want to let you know that was mine and yes it was <laughs> um i feel I'll like tell you what not to interrupt you jamie no, but fine. like it's it's been absolutely crazy i mean my phone i mean i, I try to check as much as i can you know, just like everybody we try we're as a group that's the one cool thing we like when people message us or talk to us and stuff like we're very quick to respond like that's that's what the coolest thing is that you know say something and then you sit there with crickets mm-hmm. like we respond to you yeah. really really quick very engaging it, it, yeah it's just it's crazy the last two days it's been non-stop i mean i've talked to people yeah from all over the world mm-hmm. it's just you know i mean i had i, I was telling some of you guys i think somebody had commented and it was a random comment just you know something asking about uh, what do you think about this in covenant I think we talked for probably 45 minutes. Wow. <laughs> That's so nice. Awesome. Because it, it, yeah, it wasn't like – it wasn't one of those conversations where, you know, I think it would be cool if this guy – if you know, if this person did this. And you're like, no, I don't want to hear – like, no, I don't like that. I don't want to talk anymore. It was it was like, oh, that's a cool idea. Yeah, well, how about this? And it was back and forth. It was so neat. But like, yeah. like I said, I just – I've been inundated. But that's what it is. People are constantly on there saying, you know – in you know trying to you know accept it into the group and that's another thing too we're doing too we're you know a lot of groups will cut people off or anything like that we've been bringing everybody in and it's just like it's spiraling everywhere yeah mm. it's just yeah. It's an awesome yeah. time right now it, it really is i agree I, I personally I, I encourage anybody who um f- first off I, I encourage everybody listening to this to join because it's a it's a really great community um but but there's a jamie kind of wrote a, like a little mission statement um at the top of it and i think i think we pinned it where um we make it really clear that this is like kind of a mission driven social group around these films where like our purpose is to foster dialogue and allow people to ask questions and to express opinions that might be um controversial or might um incite further discussion and with a specific uh declaration of uh of not trying to um, tell anybody that they're wrong or they're stupid for asking that question or for having that opinion, because there there are no. I mean, like you don't seek out an, a closed alien discussion group on the internet unless you love what you're talking about. Right. Like these aren't just random assholes. Like these are people that that love these films and have a connection to them, and and that is something that I think deserves to be expressed as honestly as possible. And mm-hmm. if and if you if you um, if you really allow yourself to engage with people who have different opinions. Um, you know, you end up learning a whole lot. I know I do. 
Absolutely. Yeah, have absolutely. you have you guys noticed? Has anybody noticed? I, I saw a, a couple posts before. There are actually people on the bulletin right now that have actually, you know, asked to to be on with us or anything like that. Have you? I've talked to three people now that the first Alien movies that they've seen are Prometheus and Covenant. Yeah, I've, wow. I've noticed that. Like, yeah, they, they've right. never seen yeah. any of them, and all of a sudden they're like. Because one of one of the groups that I had talked to was actually a prequel group, and it was just mm-hmm. mainly fans of Prometheus and, and Covenant. And all of a sudden, I'm talking to all these people, and they're like, they have they haven't seen any of the other movies yet. Wow! So so wow. they're That's starting a whole different audience. Yeah, and the thing was, what happened was they a lot of them were really upset because when they went into you know regular discussion groups to talk about these two, everybody hated those movies in their own way. And they they're like, well, we don't know what to do now because this is all we've seen. Yeah, right, right. Well, it's, it's like, it, yeah, it's crazy. Well, and you hit on an an important subject, which I kind of want to discuss. Um, and I, I'll generalize it as fandom as a whole. And I think Alien, and we've all had this discussion, whether we've been typing it or speaking audibly. Um, fandom is has been in a really tough spot in the alien community for a long, long time. There's been heavy polarization. And unfortunately, since Covenant has come out, uh, there's been a lot of toxicity and a lot of negativity. And I'm going to raise my hand first, and I'm going to say I've, I, I've played into it. And not so much because, oh, yeah, I want to jump on a bandwagon, but because I felt like I didn't know how to engage something that I've always loved, you know? And, um, and oh, so yeah. I got on this thing, and I, I think... Uh, perfect organism has been kind of reflecting that in terms of our discussions centering around covenant and the prequels for, for a while it was like, Oh, Prometheus, this Prometheus, that I don't like this. I don't like that. And now Mm -hmm. it's covenant this. I don't like this. I don't like that. And certainly it's been my voice. I know Ryan kind of reflects some valid criticisms that we have of the film, but I think uh, Michael, you touch on something important, which is where I think we're wanting, what we want to change in fandom is this idea that if you love this movie, that maybe isn't as loved universally within fandom that something's wrong with you or, or you're being bullied for it or you're being stupefied for it or you're being made fun of for it. And yeah. that is not who we are. That's not who we want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen this in other discussion groups, quite frankly. And um, it took me a little bit to realize, hey, I'm kind of a part of this thing. I'm a part of this kind of machine of 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 negativity. And it's ongoing, this like... I hate this. I don't like this. And then it, it kind of got worse where it turned into, well, I hate Ridley Scott and, and just kind of, it turned into kind of like that prequel era, uh, star Wars where just people were bashing on George Lucas and not to say that there weren't valid criticisms there, but it's sullied like no one wanted to, it's like, well, why am I even a part of a group if that's all I'm going to do? You know, um, yeah. and, and building better worlds and perfect organism podcasts. What we're trying to do now is say, everyone is welcome. Everyone's opinion is welcome. And so we, we ask you, as listeners, please join our group. Uh, talk about Covenant all you want to. You're not going to be made fun of. You're not going to be – we will make sure that people are like, oh, that's dumb or that's stupid or that character was dumb. Um, this is what fandom is. We have to kind of accept everything. You can even right, talk right. about Resurrection if you want. And totally. No regrets. Even, no. even though Everybody's- Resurrection is user- universally panned. <laughs> it is. But it if, is. If, if, if anybody tries to convince me that Requiem is, a, I'm just going to sign on to Facebook. I'm just going <laughs> to turn off my computer. No, but no, honestly, like some of the best conversations I've had, whether it be Alien or Star Wars or any other things that, that I follow, have been with people with completely different opinions in mind. Yes, because, yeah. because no, a absolutely. lot of the time you get so excited on what you hate about something. Like, yes. like when I saw Prometheus, I fucking hated it. 
and, mm-hmm. and I could not could not get past that, and I couldn't appreciate the things about it that I now love and treasure. Um, mm-hmm. Even though I still don't really like it, there's there's things in it that I'm really glad I appreciate, and I appreciate it largely because I've had conversations with people who disagreed with me and said, "Oh, I love that movie. Let me explain why." Yeah, and I've yeah. been like, you know what? You know what? There are some really cool things in that film, and I was blind to it because I was expressing, I was coming from a place of fundamental rejection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I feel like building better worlds and hopefully perfect organism more broadly will be a platform for people to, to just be honest and to bring out the best in each other. And also to honestly disagree and engage with each other. Like, it's not like we're yep. saying we have to like, you know, hurl these platitudes and like, you know, be all positive. Like it's okay to disagree, but do it in a humane way. And like, let's like, let's come together and model a system of dialogue where everybody feels like they uh, can engage and be themselves. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like I had to complete like Pat, I had a complete opposite experience with Prometheus for me. I came out and I liked it. There were some things I didn't like, but overall I got enjoyment out of it. And I talked about it with my friends. We you know, we had our little uh discussions and theorizing, and then I got uh, introduced to the bulletin. I'm like, what in the hell? <laughs> I'm, like, right, I'm right. like, what? And I was listening to and um, you know, some of the podcasts, including um, you know, you Jamie uh, Ryan, and then um, you know, reading articles. I'm like, oh, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? That's right. I'm like, yeah, that could have been better. I still enjoyed yeah. the movie, but I came to agree. I'm like, yeah, you you know what? That's not so much. But I found a middle ground, and you know, instead of just being that kind of, I don't say blind, but that. You know, that uh, adrenaline of liking a movie and what you like, you mm-hmm. realize, yeah, you know what? Maybe that could have been better. Just having these, you know, productive up and back and discussions. So, yeah. you know, it's good to find that everyone has different experiences with these movies. I mean, there's six movies that are completely different. Yeah. Everyone sees them at different ages, different backgrounds. Like you were saying, Michael, before, some, this is awesome people have seen. So everyone comes at these movies differently and, you know, come join, come talk, whatever, man. You're welcome. Absolutely. And it's cool, like when when you when you learn that, like like when I saw Covenant, I was on such a high from it that I was like so emotionally aggressive the next day on social media. I was like, I was yep. like, what the yep. fuck yep. is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, stop yeah. saying that. I was so angry. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was having these like incredibly unproductive conversations where I was just like yeah. so hurt yeah. that people agree. Yep. I said back, like, what, what's, what's my problem? Like, <laughs> yeah, like I can love something, and I can like be, I can find reasons why other people don't. And what's cool is that in doing that and, and engaging people with divergent opinions, you end up loving it for what it is, right? Yep. Or or hating yep. it for what it is. Yep. But the reality exactly. is. Like you, you have a 360 degree understanding of something that means something to you, and you can come away from that and say, like, okay, I accept it for all of its faults. I still love it, and I think that that says a lot about um, my deeper understanding of the movie. You know, so yeah, super cool. Oh, also well, briefly, I want to I want to mention we're going to set up a, uh, a Google Voice box that's going to be connected to Building Better Worlds, and we really want everybody listening to this and everybody on that social media platform to um, call that number and uh, and leave us voice messages, um, share stories about um, you know how Alien has affected your life, the first time you saw it, a conversation you had with somebody, um, bring up things that you would like us to talk about, and uh, and if we get some some good stuff, we'll play it on the air and hopefully have a more direct line of communication with with you guys that are listening to it. Because yeah. keep in mind, like as of you know, two weeks ago, I was, uh, I was quote unquote, just, um, a listener, right. I just like had been listening to the show for two years mm-hmm. and, um, and, and it was by engaging with you guys that I got to like have more of a dialogue with it. Um, and now I'm getting to express my terrible viewpoint <laughs> in front of all of you. <laughs> well, so, like, I, I think that there's a lot to say for, um, 
when you're in conversation with someone and maybe there's disagreement and when you're having someone who's when there's someone on the other side of that conversation who's who might completely disagree with it but you're like they're they're like you know what i, I understand what you're saying you know yeah. i i, I don't yep. i, I enjoy it. this but i really understand what you're saying and i think we're what we're used to is shutting it down and then it turns into well something's wrong with you and I, again i admit like thinking I remember even thinking this about you, Dave. Like, how does Dave like Prometheus? <laughs> and I, I was thinking, like, he's an intelligent guy. Like, what's up? And I, and I, and, but what, the, what's even funnier is that I thought on my team, probably like, how the fuck does Dave like this movie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, and, and I think when the conversation gets to that point, like, there isn't, like, what, how dare I question the intelligence of somebody else because they disagree with me. Like I love alien three and there are plenty of people who hate that movie, you know? Yes. And I, I don't have any problem with that. And like, I enjoy the force awakens and I much like you, Patrick, I completely I love the force awakens. Me too. And I understand oh, the fundamental great. issues in the force awakens. I understand, Correct. you know, but I love it. It's great. It's real yep. star Wars. Yep. Um, so, and I feel like that's the spirit of how we're going to engage people. And, um, mm -hmm. yeah. we just, I don't want to be a part of any type of, agenda where we're just berating these films over and over and over and it got to a point even with uh like i said uh with ridley scott where people were kind of laying into him and i, I was too for a little while and then it kind of took patrick and um other people saying hey just listen like look at what's kind of happening here and uh and i realized too like uh you know i don't yeah, I might disagree with who Ridley Scott is as a filmmaker these days, but like I, I don't let's I don't want to fall into this like that kind of George Lucas like making him into this pariah like everything yeah. was his fault, and you know? People are treating him like he's Yui Ball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what's what's cool, Jamie is, and and I know I think Ryan, you think you're the same way. I know one of the one of the favorite characters that some of us had from Covenant. I think we all agree was Ferris. Yeah. And it's so mm -hmm. funny because I was on a, in a discussion today, and it was so cool because somebody had made a, a, a comment, was just a generalized, like, you know, why did she do this or why did she do the quarantine this way or why did she act this way? And, there, the, and it just kept going bigger and bigger. And the, the whole time someone would come up with something and say, well, you know, she, uh, she could have did this. And all of a sudden everybody went. Oh yeah, she could. And then that person started something <laughs> and then the next person started. And it was so cool because there, nobody ever stopped in the middle of it and said, well, why would she do that? Yeah. You know, or, or yeah. like, yeah, well, that, that's such, that's so, that's such a, a dumb way to show an actor's actions of doing it this way. Nobody ever said that. It was yeah. just like, okay, what do you think? Oh, that's pretty cool. What do you think? And it just kept building and building and building. Yeah. And all of a sudden you saw everybody's likes. Like we're getting three, four, five, six likes, and it was just going on and on. And it was so cool because there was no trolling, there was no, you know, why are you even talking about this? Nothing like that. It, it, yeah, yeah. It's you. I'm starting to see that everybody, myself included. I was right with Dave, and I think I was with Patrick on this too. I saw Covenant and I loved it. And the mm -hmm. next day, everybody came out, and I was like, maybe I shouldn't like this movie. <laughs> Like, like something is wrong here. Like what? Like okay, maybe I'm just you know I might just hide in the you know in in my room for a couple of days and let this boil over. And it, it went crazy. And now all of a sudden, people are like, you know what? I did like Covenant. Let's start talking about it. And now it's starting to it's slowly like building. And I'll tell you what. And I don't want to get too much into it, but the uh, like the the hype over the Blu-ray release yeah. and the stuff that's coming out now yeah. is insane. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, but it, it's so neat to see people that are like, you know what? I'm not going to be afraid to not like this movie or to like mm-hmm. this movie. Bonus and they're now features. starting to speak. Yeah. And it's just going, it's crazy. And yeah. it's, it's yeah. just like a mass movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm even excited. To, I'm excited to buy the Blu-ray and watch it. Really, like talking with Patrick, uh, talking with Dave, talking with Michael, hearing, listening to your uh, the uh, inside the the lab. I'm sorry, I forgot the title. Um, but I kept thinking, and I keep. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, hey, I kind of want to watch this movie again with new eyes. You know, it's been probably what three months since I've seen it since Ryan and I saw it. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I yeah, I mean. We well, were... there's also there's also things in there that completely recontextualize a lot of the movie. And a quick little shout out: Dave has an awesome article on xenomorphing, uh, the blog that came up that uh, deals with Advent, which to me is like a canonically enormously important development. Oh my god! That, I'm in love. <laughs> as soon as I watched it, I'm like, yeah. Dave needed some alone time when that came out. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> it's just so much to digest, and yet you really think like, what? Like, I, so for example, I got into this conversation yesterday that was like two hours long with a, a very good friend of mine about whether or not it was valid that the that the covenant was. Um, damaged by a neutrino burst because neutrinos of course you know have a, almost zero atomic mass and um and they're very almost impossible to detect and on top of that like you would need wow. an almost infinite amount of them to do, to do damage to a ship because they're specifically so infinitesimally small and inconsequential um and i was like and and i was like having this conversation about neutrinos and then i was and then i was thinking about advent and i was like oh shit there's something in advent that might suggest that it was not a neutrino burst and that the fact that they chose neutrinos out of all of the elementary particles they could have used um, in the screenplay to to derail the ship might have been a, a, a very conscious decision. And actually, to that end, if anybody on Building Better Worlds wants to have a fucking intense neutrino conversation, I'm your dude. <laughs> are, are, you, are you saying Patrick, that? Yeah, Patrick, I just want to let you know that when you speak and you talk about neutrinos, I get fuzzy inside. I, re- I really do. But are you I'm say- just going to tell you that because you you're that- like, I'm, I'm mesmerized. I'm listening to what you're saying. I'm like, that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, man. That is such a cool thing. Really cool, man. <laughs> Yeah, thanks. <laughs> well, are you saying that the company did the damage to the trip, the ship, and they're I'm saying? Yeah, you, you, you haven't seen Advent yet. I'm not going to say anything. Okay, okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying they might. So, so here's the thing: is like there, are, you know, it could have been a solar ejection. It could have been some kind of like a magnetic force ejection. It could have been a lot of things that would have made more sense because they have more of an impact on matter. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that they chose a neutrino. And that, like, it went through proofreading processes. It, it's either it's one of two things: either it was just lazy screenwriting and lazy science, which it totally could be, because as I've said at some length on this podcast, there's plenty of examples of that in Covenant, and I'm okay admitting that. But it could have been that, or it could have been intentional, because it could have been something that they had chosen that would have made no sense, and that um, would actually be hinting that it was um, covering up something else. Get into yeah, interesting, interesting. Nice job, nice job. Yeah, uh, let's have an episode soon, specifically to get <laughs> the neutrino and all of We should have an episode that's kind of breaking down all the behind-the-scenes things with Covenant and talking about the deleted scenes. I'll leave that mm-hmm. to yeah. to you three, Patrick, Dave, Gallery, and like, Michael. Know, even Michael, you guys, like I'm sure too. Like I spent hours on that fucking art gallery on that Blu-ray. Oh. Like there are, there, I mean, there's got to be like a thousand at least images on that thing that that how the production designers amazing did. I don't have to blow um, for another week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, on the digital on the digital download, which uh, yeah, you, were, you couldn't you you got it on Voodoo and they didn't have that stuff, right? Yeah, Voodoo doesn't have that shit. 
on iTunes, yeah, it is the most expansive. I, I mean, I, I, I have like the Criterion editions of like all the movies that I love. You know, like I have very high expectations for special features. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't have enough fucking time in my life to get through the special features on this thing. Like they, <laughs> they. I mean, there's, there's like, there's like 80 pictures of different flora on uh, yeah. the planet, of like fucking plant life. I mean, it's like. It is yeah, just I can't wait step. to dig into that. Well, see, that's, that's what happened to me. Well, because Dave, well, actually, Dave is the one that turned me on to the, the, the I never saw the extras for Prometheus. <laughs> really? Like, I honestly, honestly, oh, I, and I solely mean that. I saw Prometheus in the theater, you know, with my dad and stuff, and it, it was, I loved that movie. And mm. then I, you know, waited for the Blu-ray to come out, and I got the Blu-ray, and for some reason, I just never got into the extras i just wanted to watch the movie that was my main thing and right. then one day dave and i were talking he's like oh you got to check out the this and this on the previous so i'm like what do you mean this is on prometheus he's like you did <laughs> check out the blue the, the extra stuff i'm like there's extras on the movie <laughs> like mine was blown i think like, i spent like two or three days just watching the extras yeah there, there's yeah. you watched that that fury of the gods documentary was incredible that's actually oh. only available on the Oof. the three D Blu ray uh, version of ah. Prometheus, and it's over three hours long. It's like three hours and forty minutes. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. See, that's yeah, awesome. It's... That's awesome. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I got kind of sidetracked. About it's all right, Ryan. You're quiet. It happens. Ryan, what do you? I just, I just been enjoying listening to you guys. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> He's all sipping on neutrino, isn't it? See, I told you that was fuzzy. Yeah, I'm on Wikipedia right now looking at neutrinos. I just keep thinking of neutrinos every time I hear that. Yeah, but just just to go along with what everyone's saying, I mean, you know, my my goal, or one of the many goals I have for this, is just to just build the community even more for. For alien and um, you know, just bring bring everyone together in an environment that's respectful, cordial, um, where people of you know all different opinions can come together and discuss things and not feel like you know that their their views are going to get are bashed or that they're wrong for thinking that you know because I mean it's um, like like you you know you said this is uh, we all love love the alien series you know it all has a special place for us um you know if we i think we've already uh, had a post about um what uh you know what special meaning that these films have for people and it's it's really touching i think we had one about um you know or some people were mentioning how like it was the first time they really connected with their parents or their their dad. Um, Absolutely. It's like uh, seeing these movies, building, and they were building real relationships, you know, because of these films. And that's what I want to do for not only for us here, um, but everyone that's listening, everyone that's going to be a part of this. Um, you know, we're all we're all fans together, and we're all joined together by this love for the series. And um, this should be a great place for for people to come, and you know, if you know, get away from maybe other things in life, you know, that are, they're, you know, you know, harder that they'll, um, you know, that they're struggling with, that they can come here and this is kind of, kind of be a respite or a, you know, place, a, a safe place to come and express their love for, you know, this, this series. And so that's what, uh, 
that's what I'm, you know, really looking forward to. And I, uh, I just really envision this, um, you know, being, being that place and, you know, that, that fan community. So, yeah. Totally. Well said, man. Well said. And I'm already sensing just with people, like, I just feel like there's this kind of sense of freedom and joy and, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and I think of all of these things for us and everyone involved in the, whatever fan community you're involved in, it's about being an, an oasis. It's about kind of a retreat where these things, these stories bring us comfort. They've been with us. We've been with these characters since we were kids. I mean, mm-hmm. like like you guys, my father introduced me to Aliens. Um, my first memory of seeing it was with him, you know, mm-hmm. um, and that's what this is about. You know, this isn't about... Uh, what we hate. This is about what we love. Not to reiterate. Right. Um, so I, I'm excited. I'm excited about the future. And also, we should probably say, or I'll, I'll say that we uh, have registered our, our own domain, which is perfectorganism.com. Um, it mm-hmm. is. It is coming. It has. It won't. It, it'll probably be uh, a week or so, a few days, or whatever, until we have it up and going. But uh, we're going to have our own space, a blog space. We're going to post a lot of the videos that we have posted through. <laughs> Um, the podcast page to it. Mm-hmm. And so um, uh, Dave with Xenomorphing is going to share some of his content as well. Um, mm-hmm. It's just going to be another great space to uh, kind of share our love and talk about what we love and um, what's going on in the community and news and all that kind of thing. So um, it's exciting. But yeah. Fun quick story. When I first tried to get into this blogging thing, I couldn't think of a name. So what came to mind was perfect organism so i thought about it i I, you know i was like i'm like i'm gonna do this i'm gonna register it and then once i got more involved i saw i came upon the podcast i'm like oh i I, I can't use that let me let me delete that and let me not use that (laughs) little did i know the 180 and 360 the 180 that would uh come after that yeah (laughs) i'm like yeah i can't can't (laughs) Um, you know and honestly it's it's kind of cool i mean to think about you know where where you guys you know jamie ryan where you guys came from you know to where we're going yeah you know it's just it's it's i mean i'm i I speak myself the same as patrick and the same as dave i mean i was just floating in literally in the universe here just looking for someone to blab to Mm -hmm. you know i wanted someone to talk to and it just happened that i found the you know i found the the podcast i'm listening and i got to you know I would message Jamie back and forth and, and stuff and, and everything. And then, yeah, like Dave said, here I am. And it's just, it, yeah. it's incredible. I mean, you know, we're one of those few franchises where we can honestly say we're through two and three generations of people now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, know, you yeah, figure yeah, 1979, you know, when the first Alien Alien yep. came out and you're, you're at the point now where teenage kids are seeing Covenant. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like yeah. we've gone, you know, there's not a lot of, of, fandoms out there you know of course star wars and stuff like that star trek and stuff like that but there's not a lot out there that you know my dad you know and my daughter can talk about stuff yeah right or 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 the the same way and it's it's amazing to to Mm -hmm. have that and now with you know the the podcast and and the the blog and, and soon the the website like the amount of people that will connect in one spot is is just that in itself is just goosebumps yeah, it's, right. just, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, I feel that alien fandom is, is is different than a lot of the other sci-fi and fantasies. Uh, you know, even some of the horror ones, because it's just it's a very niche, certain type of audience. It mm-hmm. it brings in. I feel like we're a little um, closer and easier to talk to and um, exchange ideas with, just because it's a little 
it's not as expansive as Star Wars, Star Trek, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's right. a different feel to it than the other ones. It's like a cult fandom almost, you know? Right, yeah. almost. Yeah, it's yeah, similar yeah. to it. Yeah, it's like just big enough to not qualify as that, but it totally has right. the feel of like a cult following of something. Yeah. Of just the, the intent, like the concentrated intensity. And I, I honestly think a lot of it has to do with the fact that it's a, that these movies are not like universally like they're they're universally respected the original at least the original two but they're not like universally loved like there are so many people out there who go like yeah alien is an amazing movie but i saw it one time because it was like scary or because you know (laughs) it was slow but like you know i can appreciate it as like a cinematographic uh article but like but but the people who stick with it the people who like seek out the expanded universe content the dark horse stuff the you know the collectibles and statues and things like Mm -hmm. the people who um invest in that are people who like it speaks to in a really direct way because you know if if you're a really intense star wars fan like i was and probably everybody else on this podcast was as a kid and Mm -hmm. still am um like all you have to do is open your fucking eyes and go outside and you'll see star wars fans you know what i mean like it's like every it's a shared Mm -hmm. universal thing and it's Mm -hmm. something that very young children can watch and appreciate and it's something that it's sort of a universal family experience that is wholesome and it's very um expansive and it's very uh universal but um alien is like you you have to get to it through kind of specific means if you're going to get to it when you're younger and if you do Mm -hmm either going to be turned off from it or you're going to be turned really onto it and then you're mm-hmm. gonna to have to work to find other fans you're gonna to have to work to find other content yes. the people yes. who do and the people who stick with it into adulthood are people who have dedicated a lifetime to this like very intense a lot of the time uh individual experience and um and and yeah we, we gotta we gotta fucking bring that out in people you know yeah. like like bring people out of themselves and, and connect and i, I just right. feel so i feel so humbled to be a part of this and i feel like yeah. you know as a kid, like like I think Michael, you were just talking about this too. Like when I was when I was a little kid, um, you know, playing with my Kenner toys, um, like I wish that that little kid could look now and 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 be like, man, like you are connecting with real friends now, who love this the way you love it, and and it's going out to people and engaging people, and like this fandom that was in your head for decades is now out, and you're experiencing mm-hmm. it with other people for the first time, you know. And I'm actually so uh, recently I. I had a big deal. I, I gave all of my Kenner toys to our eldest son, um, just because it, it'll yeah. be for the younger one. Younger one is ten months old, so he can't really do much with it. <laughs> but like, but but it's a, and now he is like super into the movie. We've been like building APCs out of cardboard boxes. <laughs> nice. Um, nice. You know, we've been like reading all the comics together. We've been using the coloring book that just came out. And um, and it's like and and every day, like when I come home from work, he's like, "Daddy, like, can we can we watch Aliens?" And I'm like, yeah, let's let's watch Aliens. And you know, I have a, a certain edit that I put together that gets rid of some of like the more violent content in it. But like, but I mean, it is like his favorite thing, other than racing cars and Hot Wheels, is Aliens. You know? Yeah. And like, it's amazing to see that in his eyes. So that's awesome. That's, that's a kind of yeah, here. pretty much like like what you said, Patrick, and and what Jamie said. I think Jamie and Ryan actually both hit on it. Um, you know, not to get deep. I know I'm gonna get deep, but uh, <laughs> I saw. <laughs> I saw I saw every single movie from Alien to Covenant with my dad. Like we oh, saw okay. every single movie we've watched. And that to me is there's nothing compares to that. You know, mm-hmm. I mean I can I like I said it's you know even like for me like you know my dad wasn't totally into Covenant, you know. He didn't it didn't really follow along with anything, but we went together. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and that's like the, it's like Patrick's talking right now about with his with his son. 
it's amazing that the you know like i said i just that's something i think that's so cool that people connect that way and you know it doesn't matter whatever happens in in the 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 alien cinematic universe or whatever happens i know that i saw every single one of those with my dad that's special to me that's that's, awesome you know what I mean? That's that's just that's something that him and I have. Totally. You know, and it, it was so funny because like I said, well, every I don't know, I don't know how about you guys. It just seems everybody I talked to, Aliens was the first one I saw. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. The first one I saw. It was that one. And my dad was like, "You got to check this out." You know, oh, and, <laughs> you know, this. You know, there's, there's Marines and there's guns and everything like that. And then it was, "How'd you like it?" Oh, I, I was like, I was infatuated with that movie. Yeah. And he's like, "We well, you know there was one before that." And I'm like, "What? Yeah. There's a movie before." <laughs> I watched that, and then I had nightmares for weeks. And then, and then of course, um, well, I don't like to talk about the third because that kind of crushed my dreams. <laughs> but, uh, you know. How dare you, sir? How dare you? Uh, <laughs> I, I, just, and now in my age, I love that movie. Like I said, I, I now see it for what it is. Yeah, yeah. But like as a kid who was like, you know, Ripley was my favorite. I had Newt. I had Hicks. And then all of a sudden it was, they're all gone. And I'm like, what do I do now? Yeah, and it just you know, it, but like I said, I I can totally agree. I think that's the cool thing that, you know, you guys sharing it with you know Patrick sharing it with your kids and you guys sharing it with friends and and all that stuff. That's that's why we're here. I mean, that's yeah. I think that's the coolest thing. You know, and we should do an episode on that. I think at some point on the generational ties between um, people and how we introduce each other and and that's something that specifically I just want to bring up that phone number again. That if you check Building Better Worlds when this podcast is up, it'll it'll be up there. Call in with your stories about that, like with, with you know, with the stories that uh, like that we're talking about in your own life, like how you were introduced mm-hmm. to it, because that's that's like the sort of stuff that is so beautiful to hear, and really unites us a lot. Totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I thought maybe we could just kind of end this episode talking about just kind of some more like moments of the trill of the of the six films that stick with us and things that we think about, because I know for myself, as much as I talk about a Blade Runner and things that I think about Blade Runner, there are moments and, and yeah, moments of these films, specific films that I think about every day. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm curious if you guys are kind of the same way, things that you process, maybe it's just things that you're thinking, Hey, this is cool. Or maybe you're processing a character decision or what this character means to you or whatever. And I, I, I so I'm curious what your guys' uh, answers or answer is to that? Man, um, that's a that's a tough one. Of course, six movies, man. Well, uh, it's up no, to narrow it down. To, it doesn't have to have to be in every. <laughs> it doesn't have to be in every movie. Like just something. Say a moment that you think about. Maybe it's in Covenant. Maybe it's in Aliens. Maybe it's in Alien Three. Maybe it's in Resurrection. Um, is there, um, is there something? It's always, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Um, for me, it's always the the, the two for me. It, the, my connection to the movie is always different. Um, these movies never scared me. A couple parts maybe feel weird. They never scared me. I never got any nightmares from them. I always was, um, I guess it kind of explains a lot. I always was the creatures. <laughs> I always um, was fascinated by them, you know, what they are, how they work, their behaviors. Again, this explains a lot. And um, <laughs> they always fascinated me. And uh, in Alien, the whole um, derelict um, and the space jockey thing just captured my imagination yeah um always even though they kind of answered but not answered kind of but not in the prequels it still gets my imagination going i'm like what if they did this but it could still be this but i could do this i could talk about it endlessly mm-hmm. and um one of my biggest obsessions is um in aliens when they first 
um, get into the processing unit with the the hived up thing. I absolutely love that. Mm-hmm. The way the visuals behind it, the whole idea behind them, you know, having their little like beehive thing with the you know the victims there, and then the queen's chamber. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. those two. I could I could watch all day. I mean, there were many times when I finally owned them on, you know, whatever DVD, Blu-ray, VHS. I'd just watch those scenes. If Aliens or Alien comes on TV, I'm like, let me just watch this one part. Okay, I'm, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally. even though I freaking, even though I own the thing, of course, multiple formats, multiple devices, multiple timelines, whatever, I own it. Yeah, if it comes on TV, yeah, let me just watch this little 15, 20 minute <laughs> yeah, part. Totally, I'm good. There are others in the other movies, but those are the two that just, just you know, boom, right in my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the ambush at the atmospheric processor in Aliens is still um, might be the most thrilling, uh, intense scene I've ever seen in any film. Um, that uh, that I mean, off the top of my head, I mean that that scene alone, and the just James Horner's music, and that was really mm-hmm. subtle but creepy, and you knew these guys were screwed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so it was just. Uh, but it was so intense, um, and that moment where uh, and Sigourney Weaver just just nails the role. But when she sees that woman and the chest burster coming oh, out of her, and she is just—I mean, she's she's just an amazing actress. And the way that she played that scene, and you could tell she was just horrified because um, these were the nightmares she's been having for yeah. ages, um, and. Just that whole sequence with Gorman like losing it and everyone just chaos, you know. Um, I mean, James Cameron was uh, his genius was uh, like full force there in that scene. Um, yeah, it's like so overwhelming that... how well done that part is. You know? Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's yeah. like oh, it's like I mean, overwhelming from a technical standpoint. Like you're thinking yeah. of all the things that have to be choreographed to because it's not like that was shot. You know, linearly with everybody doing all that stuff at the same right. time, like those were cut together and spliced from different yeah. um, days of shooting, and, th- and the way that it goes and the rhythm of that whole section is just like so amazing. Yeah, yeah. It, feel- it feels like you're watching real footage, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. What about you, Michael? Okay. Well, everybody else took the the nice route. I, <laughs> I have nightmares. Okay. So let me explain <laughs> to you my nightmares. My, when I was a kid. And I saw I saw Aliens, the end of Aliens. Now, granted, my fa- I, t- I think I told Jamie this today. My favorite character of all time, no matter what movie it is, no matter male, female, whatever, is is Ripley. Ripley is my favorite. She was like the the other mom when I was growing up. I mean, I followed yeah. everything I could, and it, that movie just pulled me into where you're like, man, I just want to go along. I don't care where she goes. If she just said, we're going down the hall, I'm in. I'm in. Mm -hmm. Whatever you want to do. I'm going to go to the store. We're going to the store. I don't care where I'm in. So, you know, my thing was that the ending of Aliens, when they are going to to finally sleep, everything is over and they're going to sleep. And, you know, Newt says about, you know, can we dream now? And Ripley says, I think we can both dream. And everybody's settled in. And, you know, that end of that movie, and I was like, oh, it's like, this is great. I was like, you know, they're going to go off into the sunset and everything's going to be fine. Then uh, a few oh, years later, uh, I was, I, I got to go see Alien 3 with my father. And um, 
was uh, was great to see the beginning sequences of uh, let's see, lights going <laughs> off, an alien egg, everything crashing, and them coming to down onto the planet. And my nightmares started from that day on. That was <laughs> from one thing to another. It was like then I had to walk. Then I got to watch. I actually I think I, I posted about it. I got to watch the scene with. You know, Newt and I got to see the the autopsy and her get them taken into the, uh, you know, put down into the processor. And uh, thanks for Dylan. Dylan's the, Dylan's the only person that made any of that happy because he kind of had a nice <laughs> little speech there. And, and but yeah, it, that that's what it was for me. I, I I tell people that all the time. My two scenes are the happiest moment was the end of Aliens and the worst moment was beginning Alien Three. That was, that was interesting, inside, so. fascinating, fascinating. Yeah, I just and, and like I said, I I love Alien Three now as as I got older and I watch it. I'm like, and now if I catch it on TV before, I was like, no way, not watching this. I would just skip it right by. I'm like, it's not time for that yet. Now I stop it and I'll just stop and watch no matter where it is. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you you start to see it for what it is. But at that age, when I saw it, it did tore me apart. Yeah. It just mm-hmm. it was that was my scene. But I mean, that tells you a lot about those movies, what they do to you. I mean, it, it talk about an emotional roller coaster. Mm-hmm. So yeah. those things, like those were mine. That's mine. Well, I can kind of go off of that. I, I, my, my two moments, um, sorry, I'm doing two, but I, I, the one that like immediately comes to mind is actually what you were just talking about. <clears throat> the burial sequence, um, on fury one, six, one, um, when Dylan gives that speech, I just feel like from a film standpoint, it's like it's amazingly done. Like Fincher really nails that with the overlays of the different um, characters, like looking at the screen and then mm-hmm. with the birthing of the of the Zeno and of the runner, you know, and then like his speech about beginnings and about it's it's like it's such a, a moment of therapy for the viewer because like it is traumatic to say goodbye to these characters that you love so much. Like it, it hurts like so much and you can see in ripley's face um i mean she still has like the pressure injury to her eye like she's you know like she she is like not doing well yeah and she's also she part of her knows this is probably it like this like like how am i going to get out of this situation mm-hmm. like like this is I, I am at the end of the universe on a prison planet the only woman um i've lost these people i love i've been chased through the entire universe by this fucking organism like something is wrong uh, there, you know, and and it's like, and and yet there's Dylan's poetry over the top of it. And you think of Dylan as a character who I just love Dylan, mm-hmm. um, like the he he is like as he says a murderer and rapist of women. And and then at at the end of space on this terrible planet, he chooses to stay, and um and fight to be a better person and and yeah. to bring out the best in these people that are just beyond saving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they do, and they become heroes. You know, a, a lot of them in the end of the movie get to become heroic. And um, and Dylan giving that speech at that moment is just a, is such a profound. It says so much about what it means to be a human, you know, and what it means to say goodbye and to start again, and the cyclical the cyclical nature of life. And like, I just think it's an amazing moment. And the other one, briefly, that I'll bring up is um, at the end of Aliens, when it seems like the dropship isn't going to come back, and the Queen um, comes up on the elevator, and Ripley mm-hmm. holds Newt and says, um, "Just uh, close your eyes, honey." And I just feel like that, like that that for me um is is a moment of true heroism because it's like you know ripley has gotten through like every conceivable possible dangerous situation at this point and she has somehow gotten through like she has gone to hell and back Mm -hmm. and she has done everything that she could and then at the very end she's confronted by this abominable nightmare holding this girl that she has fought for 
yeah. and feeling like there was nowhere to go. Like literally, the place is melting down. There's no way off the planet, mm-hmm. and the, and there's nothing heroic. At that point, there's nothing heroic you can do because you can't. You're not going to fight the 17 foot tall monster with right. a fist. You know, she has no ammo left. Mm-hmm. But she does in in her last moments, or what she thinks are her last moments. I think her most heroic act of all, which is she gives comfort to Newt, and she chooses to 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 um, shield her from the nightmare that she's about to face head on. And right. I think that, and I don't know if it's just because I'm a parent or, or what, but for some reason that for me is like, I get choked up when I think about it. Like like yeah. that is the kind of, of dad that I, I I would love to be to our kids, you know? Mm. So, I, can, um, I can totally agree with you on that. Right? I, that is an absolute, you're, you're 100% on that. Yeah. Anyway, that, those are my three moments. Mm. It's a testament, really, to again, and I, I, we've talked about this before briefly, not too in depth, but just that the character of Ripley—we don't think about even her as being a her. She just is who she is, and uh, it's the strength of that character, the writing of that character, the acting of that character, and we, we're loyal to her. You know, mm-hmm. um, it mm-hmm. doesn't, and, and she happens to be a woman. You know, um, mm-hmm. and that's. I mean, I, there's just, and I, I, you know, I did a video that I posted today, and I did this video about a year or so ago, but just how uh, Ellen Ripley is the best hero slash heroine I've ever seen on screen. I've never mm-hmm. seen, yep. I've never seen her equal, um, and in terms of her being flawed and also being true and being, she's kind of like Wonder Woman in the sense where she wants to, she's interested in the unmitigated truth in the mm-hmm. un, unmitigated goodness um and she's not stupid she's not naive um and she balances she has this balancing act where she's never she's not like oh i'm gonna take charge because of my ego she takes charge because she's kind of forced to or um she's relinquished in that role and uh you think mm-hmm. about like how she's on this prison planet and when she first walks into the mess hall and they're all staring at her like we want to kill her or we want to fuck her you know, or ra- ra- essentially raper. Um, yeah. Right. And you know, the guy puts his hand around his neck, and everyone's like, "Oh, like their their temptation is walking into the room." You know, mm-hmm. and by by three quarters into that film, they're like, "What do we do? Lead us, lead us, please." Yeah. You yeah. know, yep. just by sh- pure strength of her character, and that's yeah. you know, um, which I, will kind of lead me into my two moments as well briefly. First moment is an alien um, when. Kane and Dallas and Lambert exit that ship and their journey into mm-hmm. kind of discovery and wonder. And there's very little talking and it feels mm-hmm. like uh, the forbidden planet. It feels like filmmaking yeah. from the fifties and when, when film was new and they're just, it's quiet and you hear atmosphere and you hear blowing and, and you hear, you know, Lambert say a couple things or Dallas or Kane say a couple things. And then they get into that ship and they're like, well, what is this? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you see, uh, Kane poke his head into the uh, the space jockey room, and you hear that sound that dun, 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 and it, yeah. it, the, mm-hmm. the camera pans out, and it's just pure terror and wonder. And yeah. uh, you, I have not seen that kind of thing in a movie since. Um, yeah. And uh, that scene, I I process a lot. Like I, I I look forward to seeing something else like that in another Alien film where it's a lot of silence. And in fact, actually, in one of the uh, Covenant deleted scenes, there's a shot of. Uh, I don't know who it is. They're they're, they're running to the the t- central like the square of whatever civilization they're in, the engineer civilization. But they all stop, and someone throws a uh, uh, what are those things like a you know when you you break it off and it's light 
Um, a flare? A flare. Yeah. Someone throws yeah. a flare down, like, over the side oh, of yeah, this yeah, ravine, yeah. Yeah. and it lights up another uh, ship. And it's this yeah. beautiful, quiet moment, and no one's speaking. Um, yeah. And I, that's what I love about science fiction is the sense of discovery. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a cool scene. That's totally. Cool scene. Um, and so my, my second... Uh, I would say moments, maybe series of moments is I think about the character of Ripley in Alien 3 quite a bit. And I think about how tired she was. And I think about how kind of at the end of herself she was or and is or whatever, whatever point that we in, uh, engage her at the end of her story and yeah. uh, kind of what she's been through. And, uh, you know, I, I met her and I've told you guys the story before, but maybe and I've told the story before. But maybe I don't know anyone. But briefly, I, when I met Ripley in 20 and 92, um, everything had been taken away from me as well. Um, and I was kind of living this very solitary life at 16. Um, mm-hmm. And so I met her and we kind of reflected journeys a little bit. Um, and so I had no problem with her losing Newt and Hicks because I'd lost a lot too. And I was like, hey, there's someone I can latch on to. She's my hero. And if she can, you know, she helped me get there. So as an adult, as a 41-year-old, I process that she's she has stayed that incarnation of ripley that manifestation of her in alien 3 i think about every day like how's ripley doing and i don't i don't think about it like that like how's ripley doing because obviously it's not real but that that her psyche her her emotional state at that point is something that uh i think about so that's kind of the moments that uh, stick with me and that part is cool yeah can I can I uh, can I get a, a a little bit of a just a quick a third shout out here in a minute? Sure. Um, oh boy. You know no <laughs> no. What's funny you reach your you know, shout we, out limit. Sorry. No, I just sort of you know for all of our, our fans that are going to be listening to this that are you know Prometheus and and Covenant fans, the one cool thing that I have to say that and honestly it does stick with me was one of the coolest fastest scenes in Covenant. To me was uh, is is it Kareen who is um, is it Orm is that is it his yeah, wife yeah I believe yeah the mm. scene where she gets locked in when the uh, the backburster is coming out and she has no idea what to do and all she does is walks over to him and hugs him yeah yeah, yeah. that's a great yeah moment. yeah yeah really I have never I don't know what to do it's just that's like that's like the perfect motherly instinct of. I don't know how to help you, so I'm just going to hug you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that was such a cool – that's just – like I said, that's just my shout-out to to the Covenant fans because that's one thing that stuck with me was that one little moment that you don't even realize it happens. But it it really – like, I can say, like, you know, as a parent, you know, if if my daughter is – hurts her knee and she's crying and, like, I don't know what to do, the first instinct I have is to just pull them in. Yeah, you know, and yeah. I, I just like I said that I mean didn't mean to take another one there, but that's just something you know. No, that's that's I was a thinking great about. Moment, you're right. Totally, yeah, and, absolutely. And that, and that whole sequence, I, I think we're in unanimous agreement that that whole sequence is just incredibly well yeah, done. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, and yeah. and it's not just because it's terrifying, and it's not just because it's um intense, and it's not just because it feels classically alien, but it's also because of character moments like that, and also Ferris, like what she's going through when she's getting terrified because like because she's. You know, this like incredibly collected, competent pilot who can kind of handle anything. Like she gets through that whole ion storm with like no problem. But like when she's confronting – like the fact that she's getting so afraid means that like you know that she's actually 
in a in a place of utter terror, and like you see that in her acting in that moment, mm-hmm. the same way you see Corinne um, going through that in, in the in the room, you know. Yeah, it's an awesome, awesome sequence. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I I I said this maybe before, but really, Ferris, her character for me and Corinne, but certainly Ferris, she's the heart of Covenant for me. Like she's keeping me. She's I, I'm watching. I'm going back to it for her. Like in her distress, her utter distress, like kind of Lambert, like but twice as distressed as Lambert, like just doesn't know what to do, but trying to be smart. Um, it's just a, an amazing sequence of scenes mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, uh, I'd say that that's probably a wrap for this episode. What do you guys think? Yep. Sounds good. Yeah. yeah Work yeah. for me. Th- thanks Website. everybody for listening. Yeah. Um, um, and I also wanted to say, I'm going to do, I'm going to open Instagram for the, um, for the shoulder of Orion too. Um, awesome. So, uh, yeah, but, uh, well, but yeah, we got the website coming out and uh, a lot of great things in store for you guys. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned. Exciting yeah, I, tell you what, I, I, I got to give a shout out. I'll tell you what guys, you guys have been doing a great job, incredible job work on that. There's, there's been a lot of really cool stuff going on. And like I said, I'm not a, I'm not a big Blade Runner fan. I, I, I watched the movie. I've watched it many times. I don't follow it as as much as you guys, but you guys have some serious discussions and stuff going on there. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's that awesome. Yeah, that's really yeah. Just, and, I just want to say congrats, you guys. Absolutely. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. And and I just want to just thank every thank you guys for inviting me into the family and being mm-hmm. so uh, welcoming and like, you know, listening to my crazy ideas and giving them you know serious thought and like mm-hmm. it's just a, a huge honor to be here as a fan, uh, not only of the series but also of this podcast. Yeah. So I really hope that like I can contribute in a meaningful way and uh thank you absolutely yeah. thank you yeah. thanks for listening everybody all right thanks i'm back cargo and ship destroyed i should reach the frontier in about six weeks with a little luck the network will pick me up this is ripley last survivor of the nostromo signing off